Are you just writing jokes down in your notepad? No. That's kind of strange. If there's anyone that would do that, it would be you. No, I don't do that. I'm very spontaneous. I don't plan anything like that. That's what you would call it? Spontaneous? Being spontaneous Is that of the implies blue. that you have... Out of the blue. Yeah, but it implies yeah. that they're funny. I don't have them planned. I just say whatever I think is on my mind. So, yeah, that's... Definition of being spontaneous. But the jokes suck, bro. Maybe you should think <laughs> about them a little bit more. Yo, try not being spontaneous, bro. <laughs> Maybe I should play on them. <laughs> what is up, everybody? And welcome back to Italian Football TV. Finally. The World Cup final is on Sunday. We haven't had as much content come out, but we've all been religiously watching this World Cup. Literally. Even though I started off saying, ah, this is a Fugazi World Cup. Oh, yeah. Doesn't even matter. Because Italy is not in it. Greece is not in it. Thanks. But the World Cup bug bit me. And I have to say, I am sad that it's coming down. I mean, we were saying in the beginning, it's like, ah, it's going to be dumb. It's not going to be the same. This, that, not the same rules, all that. But when the World Cup starts. Not the same rules. What rules are you watching? I'm saying with this new technology that they're implementing. What new technology, bro? The ball? The, no, no. The, well, that, the chip, and then the automatic. Semi-automated offside? Offside, yeah. I couldn't find We're getting that in City. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty interesting. Couple, yeah. like, I think it's third round, right? Because we're not getting on January 4th. We're getting on, like, the January 20th. Uh, round, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the third round from continuation. Yeah, it's yeah. idiot. It should be interesting. But, I don't know, yeah. but if they start giving those ones where you don't like cut your toenails, like yeah. I hate those. I would, I would much rather just like look at it and be like, does the guy actually have an advantage? So or what's not? so then? What's the what's All the right, gray space? So once let's, you put the gray space, because it gets difficult. Let's, let's just go into the World Cup. So yeah. Mike, uh, you and I for sure, because we're we're here every day uh, working and we're watching the games. What what's been your takeaways so far? Like what what's what's your favorite story from the World Cup? From the previous World Cups that I've seen, I think this World Cup ha has had the most surprises. I would say more more underdog probabilities of going through, or just overall good stories of the smaller guys, <clears throat> which is pretty interesting. Underdogs are underrated. I saw maybe that. A I saw, of, I saw maybe that a under the comment both. section for Croatia. Maybe a little Some, bit of somebody both. was like hammering uh, underdog. They were like, "Oh, Croatia is such an underdog," and like top comment is like, "Don't mistake underdog and underrated." That's it's definitely true. true for Croatia. For Croatia, it's true because to be honest with Croatia, I didn't think they'll make it far. I saw a mm -hmm. few of their games, and I was like, "Ah, oh, their players are kind of old, outdated. They're not gonna make it." But experience goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Even though a lot of them age and a few of them retired or whatever the case was, they still had the mentality of we made a final before. We can push till the end. And even though that they didn't prevail against Argentina, they it was it was a pretty bad match. Uh you can see how far a winning DNA, someone like Modric being your captain could bring you and being at a final the previous uh, tournament could go. It it just reinstates. Well, I always I always say this. This is my feelings. Just the way everyone sees football different ways. There's different yeah. ways to win. But for me, I would build a team around a good midfield first. And when you have a midfield like the midfield that Croatia has, you are always in games. Like Kovacic was unbelievable. Brozovic, Modric. It goes without saying. Modric. I was literally just watching. I'm talking about group stage and then the mm -hmm. other matches as well because the last game wasn't great. But I was just watching the TV and watching the simple things that he does. It's it is art. Like, that is poetry. Those are the type of players that always inspired me when I was young, like when mm -hmm. I was a kid, to want to go out and play just because, like, they thought of things before it happened. Modric, for me, goes down as one of the greats Ever. in his generation because of how damn good he still is. And when I realized that he's 37 years old, he's still running the way that he is, he's still the leader that he is, it really surprised me. And this... This tournament really reminded me a lot of Pirlo in his last couple of years at the top level. 
just because a lot of people kind of counted them out. They said they didn't really have it. A lot of people also said about Pirlo that he didn't run, he didn't tackle, but you know, they actually did. And just to show at that level to still be doing it, uh, hats off to them. But I will say for Croatia, they miss a striker. Like they miss a real attack. And as much as I want to push Pasalic because, okay, he plays for Atalanta. I mean, that attack, they're still missing. And this is me just being romantic, missing that Mandzukic type player yeah. that's going to be able to score your goal. Even Vlasic was there and he didn't really... He wasn't really being able to break the lines accordingly. I think Argentina was just too much. Well, Argentina, it's, I mean, Argentina's yeah. the best team in the World Cup. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll but see. I, I think so. Either way, like, I, it's okay. I, I get it. Yeah. You would have expected a little bit more uh, in that semifinal for from sure. That. Yeah, more of a but fight. I think that fight. they got way further than a lot of people expected. For sure. For sure. And I. 100% agree that it's not um, I, I wouldn't say they're not underdogs and I don't think Croatia can be considered underdogs they're a population of just 3.8 million people Crazy. and the fact that they consistently put uh, go up against some of the teams that are always favored and they're still counted out they understand they understand this little detail about how to win like the game against Brazil is how to win a game doesn't matter how you have to do it. They're willing to fight. They're willing to sacrifice. Um, and then they'll find their goals where they come. But that also can take you only so far, in my opinion, when you don't have that great quality and attack like they used to yeah. with a player like Mansoor. Sure. Anyway, Croatia's out. They're going to play that third and fourth match for Morocco. We're just we're spitballing. Like, where else where else you want to go? I know you brought up Croatia, but what else what else you want to talk about? I mean, do we want to talk about the the third place yeah, let's do game first. Let's do about. Well, well, I mean, we, no, I mean, because we talked about Croatia. I can't, that we talked about Morocco. By the way, do you like this third place game? I don't, but I do like how there's more World Cup games. Make sense? Yeah, but this doesn't feel like a World Cup game. But you're going to have it in the background regardless. I'm going to have it in the background, gonna, but I'm not going to watch. Like, I'm not clearing my schedule. We're going to Mike LaBelle's uh, yeah. PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, FIFA, FIFA game. At OS Studios. Uh, at OS Studio yeah. uh, tomorrow, OSNYC. That's so for me. Yeah. If that was if that was the quarterfinals, semifinals, or finals, there's no way I would be able to go to it. But yeah. I'm like, all right, we'll play FIFA, and then the game will be on in the background. Well, all I'm saying is more football. I'll never complain. That's a, that's all I'm saying. That's a great motto. You Thanks, should put, we should put that on a shirt. We should, right? By the way, talking about shirts, uh, we're wearing our culture shirts. Oh, these we're dropped. the same kind. Wow. We, these dropped. Uh, a lot of them are sold out, but there is there are some sizes available. Use the link in the description if you still want some cultural merch. Right. It helps support us. It gets us going. We are relaunching all of our new merchandise. This is the first. It's beautiful. It's so freaking Dude. soft. It's got a cool look to it. I've gotten stopped like two or three times, literally walking this, in the neighborhood stitch, because of how it looks. This stitching is immaculate. Yes. Incredible. Looks good. Anyway, if you want yours, go to the link in the description. So, Wearing the same colors, red, Morocco. Mm. I think they brought out the emotions in all of us. Mm. For me, they are the underdogs rather than, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the underdogs yeah, underdog, of the exactly. tournament. And when we were doing our brackets, and we'll talk about our uh, podcast prediction brackets on uh, who's winning at the moment. If you even <laughs> don't know. <laughs> but there's always, I always believe that there's one team that goes very forward. There's that dark horse that we see in mm -hmm. every single tournament. And if you look at our predictions, each of us tried to guess who it could be. Exactly. Mine was Serbia. Uh, Antonio's was Belgium. I don't remember who yours was. We, we could check if you remember. There's always that one team. Nobody predicted that Morocco could be that team. And again, they the, the discipline that that team played with, the organization... The skill that they had uh, with their wings, 
Then the, the immersion of Amrabat, where the entire world finally learned who this player was, and he was the best midfielder in the tournament. Freaking president of France, Macron, said that he was the best. Like, how <laughs> much higher praise can you get than that? That was crazy. And the fans, the fans of Morocco, where we live, there are so many Moroccans. We literally went outside. That's a beautiful thing about living in New York. You get these little pockets cultures. of culture. Yeah. But Morocco was one of the strongest ones that I could For see. Sure. And you're cheering with them. And the thing that I loved about them is that they had the ambition of like, hey, we don't care. I remember when we, we did the Spain game. We sort of went, we, when we spoke to some of the Moroccans, we kind of said like, wow, that's incredible. Like, that's so great for you. And the first thing they responded is, yo, we're not done. We're going for Portugal next. Like, they had the ambition to try to make their entire country proud, which, of course, a lot of the World Cup teams do. But they sort of did it in a different way where their energy of the team was extremely infectious to me, at least. It was really nice. I think the whole aura of this Morocco team, this World Cup, they were like, the team of the people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't have a team to support, and, you know, everyone likes the underdog story, that was Morocco this mm -hmm. tournament. They were fighting. Everyone expected them to go last place. We can see our predictions and everyone else's prediction. Everyone thought they'd have zero wins, where they case, finish last, and they've done, done incredible things, being the first African country to go to the semifinals of the World Cup. And we've seen players that we never uh, seen before. I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Their goalkeeper Bono, Bono was incredible. Was amazing. Buffal, uh, and also just their players. connection to their families too. Like there was something was special nice. about this team. Like when I saw them, when I see Hakimi going over to his mom, to his mom, yeah, and Bono really, with his son touching. coming on the pit, I get goosebumps thinking about it because yeah. like that's sort of like the real reason why we the watch pitom, football the epitome of the sport it's for that and i just feel like they were able to bring that connection more than any other team i'm not saying that other countries in the world cup didn't yeah. have that sort of connection they just displayed it in a way that i was not used to or maybe i never have seen so they brought that out they're extremely proud uh i even just to get on a little bit of a tactical uh reason for me I even I, I spoke to this dude at the gym today, this Moroccan guy. We started speaking while we were in the sauna somehow mm. about Morocco because uh, he's from Morocco. And we both agreed on this. I, I brought up to him. I said, listen, the thing that you guys lack and what you need in the next World Cup is a real striker. They did not have a striker that was capable to just put the ball in yeah. when they when things were not going great. Uh, we know Kedira, who was born in body, plays for body. We mess with Antonio a lot with that because Antonio was saying, look, body's still in the World Cup, but he did not have, he doesn't have the quality he, yeah, to he play met, in a World he Cup. Missed, he could have had like four goals. He yeah. had so many chances. Uh, you know, that that sort of thing uh, is something that can come, but I noticed that, the lack of that against France because they had opportunities. They were creating chances, they couldn't, but they couldn't finish them. And that comes with experience. It comes with a little bit more quality in those positions. But the courage and the discipline in the organization is something that you can teach, and that's exactly what they learned. Having a striker that can get a goal out of nothing is so underrated and so needed because so many teams lack that, and having a final piece like that would make a team go from here to here. Mm. Italy, one case. Morocco, another case with here. Morocco has a very good squad. Even if you don't know a lot of players, if you saw how they played, they all played as a unit. They all fall for each other. But once they went to the final third, they ran out of ideas. Like, even against France, they were in there for so long, it was 1-0. And if they finish a couple of their chances, they had two, three very good chances that they could have scored, but they didn't have that killer instinct to put in the back of the net. And anything could have happened if they scored. What was, how much was Amrabat worth before the World Cup? Amrabat was worth a cool 15 million. Okay. How much is he worth now? 
35, close to 40 maybe. It made me very proud watching people talk about Amrabat. I when he was at Verona, he was the best midfielder in Serie A. I mean, he was one of the best midfielders at least in Serie A. There's a lot of good players. Good. I'm just I'm a, a little bit uh recency biased for me thinking about it now. He was that freaking good. And at Fiorentina, he had some up and downs for sure. Uh but of course the quality was still there. And mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of players that they even get their most out of when they put their national team jersey sure, on. And we could sure. talk about that a little bit deeper because I think there's some other players who exemplify that as well. Because the shirt, it's it's a it's a heavy shirt. Heavy, yeah, and there's certain players who you either go one way, you either die for you get your best. It's like a superpower. It's like a superman, you. right? Yeah. You you have this Second and boom, skin. you're unbelievable. Or it could weigh too much, and, and then guess what? You crumble under the you do the opposite. Chiro yeah. Mobile style, like that sort of player. For sure. And Amrabat did this to a T with the with Morocco. I mean, he has quality. He's played in Serie A for a long time, and we know the quality that he's had. But the performances that he did to be the best midfielder at the World Cup, even us who watch Serie A, who love Serie A, I didn't even know he had he was capable of that. That's and how good he was. Another example of that is their goalkeeper, Bono. I looked him up because I was like, oh, this guy's incredible. Do you know he plays in Sevilla, who are currently in the relegation zone? And now he's playing for Morocco, for his country, and he's arguably the goalkeeper of the tournament. It's, it's incredible. Also, Croatia's keeper, too, if we think about Livakovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also one he's of also, those. That's what I'm saying, one of. That yeah. had, a, that had an Very incredible performance. Uh, World Cup. Uh, but yeah, Amrabat, cheers to you. You were unbelievable and i know you're gonna take this because we are drinking siag yes. coffee and we do our siag uh player of the round for Serie A. so we're doing our siag player of the tournament so far and i yeah. think michael you do have amrabat as your I player do. of the tournament i mean mark we talked about amrabat a lot we knew his capabilities of Serie A. he's a hustler he's a bulldog he breaks a lot of plays now we saw him as like a true box-to-box -box kind of midfield for this Morocco team. He was playing defense. He was playing attack. We saw a lot of his great moves. He was hustling. He was running back. He was fighting for his teammates. Bro, did you see him track and, and bop it back? Oh, my. Did you Bro, see that, that tackle? It's the greatest it, clip I've ever seen. If he got that uh, inch wrong, he would have got sent off. But he Mbappe, got that perfectly. Bro, Mbappe, Mbappe yeah. is a Ferrari. I mean, oh maybe, God. I don't know. Is he the fastest player in the probably, world? One of the probably, fastest players probably. in the world. And Amrabat... Caught he up hustled. Him, head back, just jumping and oh, running until he catches insane. up to him, and then he makes a clean tackle. That, that was that looked like the most dangerous thing from a different, but he got that perfectly to a T. And Amrabat, I think for me at least, I think he deserves a shout out to our Serie A guy right now. And Mr. Comiso is gonna have a lot of trouble keeping him at Fiorentina. Hopefully, because a lot of clubs are gonna be looking at him. And you know, after after this performance, why wouldn't they? Proud of him, my player of the tournament. Uh, I, I'm, I've been stuck between two players okay. that play for the same team and that are both unbelievable because they have similar stories. Okay. They were not expected to start. They were not in the starting 11. Uh, they often get overlooked by many people, but they are clutch players. They are players who prove in the top moments that they come through. Of course, I'm talking about Giroud and Theo Hernandez. I'm going to give mine to Theo <clears throat> Hernandez. I know that he made that the blunder, the the penalty kick uh, where Harry Kane ended up missing it. But the fact that he took over for his brother, who was injured in the first game. And I would say that between Giroud and him, more people would expect Giroud to do well than Theo Hernandez. Um, I'm talking about non-Serie A fans. 
right? Because they know Giroud from playing in the Premier League and stuff, right? Also, Giroud was in the team that, I'm making him sound, he was in the team that won the World Cup, the last World Cup, 2018 World Cup. He didn't score a goal, but he still was there. So, yes, I'm very sure about my choice now for Theo Hernandez. I was trying to decide between the two. And Theo Hernandez, what he provides on that left side, also, how he has worked with Mbappe, too, and complemented each other. Yeah, His runs through the middle. I mean, the goal that he scored as well in the semifinal is not an easy goal at all. He gets involved in the attack. Defensively, he's been solid. He's the been there. Part, yeah. He has. He's fit into the team. And you come in with all this pressure, taking over for a brother that get, gets injured. You're not a first-choice player, right, in the team. You've often been overlooked. And he... Has been Delivery. unbelievable. Best left back in the world. I felt it for a while in Serie A. Now that he's doing it at the World Cup as well, he is so freaking decisive. He brings an extra uh, quality to the attack of any team that that he has. He's important for Milan. He's important for France. Two two teams that are come off of winning in their last uh, tournaments. Right, Milan won the Scudetto. France won the World Cup, the last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Darren Ed is playing in important roles. He also got an assist uh, when he came in for his brother, I believe, the first match. And we're talking about... He did, yeah. Yeah, and we're talking about market values, market we are talking about before. I want to ask you the same question for, Teo? for, for Teo and Giroud because you're uh, stuck on both of them. Okay, so, well, Giroud, his age, obviously, you know, the market values uh, is is not really there, right? Because yeah. Because he's not going to get signed by another team. We need to stay in Milan. I think... Uh, Theo Hernandez. What was he before the World Cup? Well, give me, give me yours. Sixty-five million. Okay, because uh, I have Gazeta. What ratings. does Gazeta say for him? So Gazeta have him at fifty before. Before? Yeah, before. Okay, so maybe I was yeah. a little bit high. Sixty-five million. I mean, a modern. I we need to actually check what a modern day fullback goes. What did Hakimi yeah. go for? Do How you much remember? He sold for? Yeah. What did he go for? Sixty-five million. I, I think I think 65, there. 70 million. He's got to go for that range. 70, 75 million. Okay. Gazeta have him for 70. So okay. a 20 million increase in a few week tournament, which is pretty good, right? I mean, when you do it, the only thing is I do believe that there's a lot of players that do really good at a World Cup and yeah. then they don't transition that into yeah. club. Mm-hmm. I, that's not the case for Theo Hernandez, obviously, but it can be for some of these guys who we see doing amazing and then they won't bring it on. Like I said, you play different uh, also, tournaments just a few weeks, you know, the kind of like that James Rodriguez where he did so amazing. Uh, not a knock on James Rodriguez, but just to give you an example exactly. of somebody that just explodes. And to go back to the Amrabat, they have him before the World Cup 20 and now after 35. Okay. For so it's pretty much so the range. So it's pretty similar. I think for, you said 35. Yeah, I think I said, but I, also, I said 15 before what he was worth, well, for the let's most take, part. Let's take a second yeah. so I can read this thing. Oh, okay. We can finish it. And that's, uh, we can say that's all right. I don't want to cut this out, boss. obviously. So, yes, those are our SEAG players of the World Cup. Thank you for sponsoring us. Guys, there is a link in our bio. I'm looking at it right now. They have a deal going on. You get one espresso machine. It's called the Frog. As we Ludovico we actually us. just got it. It's very good. And we love it. We're it's cranking amazing. out espressos left and right. And you get two boxes. This is a special discount. Guys, go to the link in our description. It's 300 espresso coffee pods if you get this deal, plus a machine. This espresso is the only freaking coffee that our crew can agree on. Exactly. From old to young, it's the only one after a year of going through coffee brands that wanted to work with us. This is the only one we've been able to agree on that we all love. So thank you to Siak. Get yourself some Siak coffee. Link is in the description. Let's keep going. We've talked about the two semifinalists. 
the final the finalists. It's going to be France and Argentina. Yeah. Let's continue on the theme of France first. Okay. Since we've already been there. France. Oh, you want to go? Go. go. I just said France. I don't, did you, you, I think Mark, you're the only one that, I give, I give props to Mark. Mark is the only one that put Argentina and France to go to the final. Two best teams in the tournament. Quality wise, I'm so happy that this is the final. I think final. Brazil were unlucky. Nah, bro. I never believed in Brazil, man. I think they were, I bro, never believed in Brazil. Livakovic was a beast and Everyone they couldn't went score, crazy for this Brazil. Score. I never they saw it. They were this close of going through. They they went through. Argentina, Argentina went out because of a deflection. Argentina like this to Brazil. I think if they went through, Argentina would have beat Brazil. That's that's how I always had it. I had Brazil going through. I think Croatia, I had Brazil going to Croatia the semifinals, just, but then Argentina beating Brazil. I would have loved to see a Brazil-Argentina semifinal. Me too. That would have been so good. But, okay, I, I still... I had that, but then I have Argentina either way I winning. I mean, all I'm saying is Croatia. If you're going to put up a fight against Brazil, don't go out like that. Like, I like Croatian stuff, but don't go out like that and lose 3-0. Like, put some. Argentina's up. quality is too much. Either way, what I was saying, for me, these two teams are the two best teams in the tournament. Quality-wise, uh, just the way that they've played as a group, I'm very—I love that. I, I do love underdog stories, but at the same time, I love mm. big matchups. Yeah. I love the yeah. England versus France. I love Netherlands, Argentina, these heavyweights, these powerhouses— yeah. That go against each other because there is some there's something different when they play For each sure. other there's a different weight that's different held gravy it is and they're teams that both of them won two world cups each sure. it's it's amazing it's to history. watch and yeah there's a lot of history on the line for both of these sides so first but sorry not to interrupt you but i am saying i'm very happy that this is the final because i think both of these teams absolutely deserve to be in this point for being the best and you teamed me up because uh i I when I looked at the rosters and I thought about the teams before the tournament, it was very clear. And then once I saw the matchup, that these two teams were the two best teams in the tournament. Hmm. So talk to me about France. I mean, France surprised me. I didn't think they were this good, especially you had them going out to England, the, right? Yeah, I don't know what was going so, through my head. No, no. So what I'm saying is like, what's been what what's been different from the France that you saw on paper to the one that you're seeing right now? I think the biggest difference is what made me go with France. Getting kicked out from England was the injuries. They were there was a huge injury crisis. I think five or six of their starters six. weren't supposed to be there, and were like their whole midfield was different. Benzema was a Ballon d'Or winner. We all know Giroud was good, but Ballon d'Or winner Benzema wasn't gonna be there. Uh, a defender or two wasn't gonna be there. Kimpepe. Uh, there was a few of them, and uh, I forgot who it was. There was there was just a lot, and I was like, Lucas Hernandez went out exactly early in the first game, and I was like, there's no way they'll go. I mean, it's still friends they have some quality, but there's only so long it's gonna last. I think England's gonna kick them out if they meet or whatever the case is. But I came to realize France is probably the most stacked team in terms of depth, other than any uh, any other team in the world. Thousand and percent agree. How, dude? If there are eight teams. Injured, they got a B team. Their B team's injured. They got a C team. It makes no if their sense. Their C team's injured. Where are they getting all this talent from? What are they it's drinking over there? It's unbelievable, bro. Do they have different croissants than in Italy or something? No, listen, Italy and bro, France. That's crazy. We have a big rivalry, of course, but you gotta appreciate. I don't. I don't. I don't greatness. see. I, I see past that when we talk about quality and you want to appreciate yeah. what France is doing right now in this World Cup is something sensational. It is something actually incredible when you think about. No other nation in the world has quality like France in, every from, in their roster. The depth. I don't think there's a team in the world, Brazil, 
even Argentina, no, um, no. England, Italy, no. whoever you want to talk about. No, they don't. Any team in the world goes into a major tournament without the amount of losing the amount of players that they lost. I don't think anyone could ever get to the final. It also takes a lot of mental fortitude and good coaching within the group to be able to maintain that. The Benzema was the only one that I wasn't worried about just because they won the World Cup with Giroud already. So, And I know that Mbappe loves to play with that sort of classic number nine. Mm-hmm. They complement each other well. And Giroud is so unselfish and he comes up in big moments that I, I was certain about that pairing. The midfield had me worried and Chouamendi has, has been... Unbelievable Incredible. in the center midfield. Incredible. Rabiot even stepping up even bigger, big time, big, big, big time. I will say though, their defense still does scare me. They can see it a lot of chances. They I know do. there's a lot of people talking about how good their defense is playing right now. I don't know Konate. I know he did well stepping up. I, that is my fear for the team going forward. Hugo Lloris has been amazing, mm-hmm. but they concede a lot of chances and. I think that that is still their Achilles heel. The midfield, I'm not worried about. The attack, I'm not worried about. And, oh, if we talk about this, Antoine Griezmann is having a freaking World Cup. I, and that's that's why I always laugh. There's a lot of people that, um, you know, when when a player goes from one uh, league to the next, right? They go from Serie A to Premier League. Premier League, Serie A, uh, La Liga. Everyone's like, oh, you look, you're a farmer's league. Look how easy it yeah. is in that league. When they take away an element to the game that's so important, which is the the variable of being happy in a team, being surrounded by another 10 players that actually suit your style, having a coach that plays your way. Griezmann at Atletico, we've not seen this before. We've not seen this sort of Griezmann and what he's doing at France right now. I think he's been France's most important player of this tournament. He creates chances. He's stringing he all the passes. He sets up his teammates. Yeah. He's the maestro in the midfield, sure. and right, right ahead of the midfield. He is doing something incredible, and that's what always makes me laugh uh, about that like argument. It's like, look at look at what he's doing right now at the World Cup in the highest stage. I think what he's doing, Griezmann's doing now. I think Deschamps is playing him in a position that he's familiar with. Rather than the past, they played him out of position, didn't give him the the freedom to do what he wants. And this was the Griezmann of the past where we've seen him dominate at Atletico. And I used to love Griezmann back he, then. I mean, he was incredible. And then, you know, he moved to Barcelona, wasn't the same. But the I think the biggest thing that we can learn from this France team is I think a lot of teams could take some notes from, from this France team. And, and I think the biggest thing is in, in their league, they play a lot of their youngsters. Mm. They play a lot of... I think compared to point. any other top five league, if you look, they give the French youngsters more of a chance. In Italy, it's very tough. And I don't know if it's the media or stuff like that. The Italian media is scrutinized their coaches so much that the coaches are scared to put in a youngster. They're scared to give them a chance because if he makes a mistake... We can concede. Uh, then if we concede, I'm going to be on the paper. I'm, I'm going to lose my job. Or they're scared that they're going to cost them. And I think that's the wrong way to approach it. In Liga, I think they're more open to play their youngsters. They know they have good academies. They know they have good youth. Play them. If they fail, whatever. Let them breathe. Let them fail. Let them learn. Let them try. And I think this is what... I'm not saying this is a main ingredient, but I feel like it stems from this. You, nothing bad will happen in the long run if you really rely on your youth and actually play them. And I think 
I think that's one of the reasons why in the future we're going to keep seeing France consistently challenging for a World Cup. They're always going to have talent. Players like Mbappe, Chunameni, Kamavinga, all these players that are going to sprout out, a lot of them are going to be from France. And I think that's one of the main reasons why. I, I think there's def definitely like a golden generation for them at the moment. Like what they've been, been doing, it's, it's spectacular. Like they actually have quality. Mm. Like I, I think it's not as simple as just playing the youngsters because if you don't it's have quality. Step, I think that's a step. I think Because no? if, if you don't have quality, then you keep playing them. And then nothing, but nothing dude, can sprout from I, that. I know nothing materialized. I get, but you, you're gonna always gonna have good. If you have good academies, I'm sure they have because they, they have. There's, I okay. I, I didn't want to bring it up because I don't know it, but I remember I watched a video a while ago about how so many of their first team players have all come from the same academy in Paris, yeah, like Paris. a very close yeah. quarters that they were all playing at, and they've all come from there. That's something that I would love to study one day and find the comparisons of what they did correct then and what. Italy can do or just in general just learn from them but what I have to say is I know at the end of the day you got to win you got to win the World Cup right but and I, I'm probably the last type of person to ever kind of say this but they are winning just getting to this point like like as a just from if from you just all, take a step back yeah, from all the I'm not saying that they win the World Cup but they are winning just by how freaking dominant they are in the quality and to me that is something that really struck me about the French side I know I had them there but I never expected to see at the men injuries that they've been dealing with, and then even Uba Makano and Rabiot get injured in the yeah. semifinal. Uh, not injured, sorry, they got sick in the mm. semifinals, right? And they still were able to produce. And then last but not least, and I love, I actually love that we went this entire time talking about France without talking about Mbappe. Just shows you Mbappe for me is the best player in the world. What what he is doing, what he does, his burst of speed, the way that he could dribble a play with ease. I find myself with my jaw like yeah, like this because he is that damn good. And I have not seen a player at 22, 23 years old at this level. And he's got he's also just got like a winning energy about him. He has a World Cup already. This could be his second World Cup it's at his sick. ripe age. How crazy is that? He's going to win Messi's, more World Cups Messi's than Messi's right Champions. now. He's 35 begging for a World Cup. And Mbappe already started his career with a World Cup. So I feel like France almost have no pressure. They're here, like you said, not an achievement, but being here with all those injuries, them winning before. Also, who wins back-to-back -back World Cups? It's like, that's what Italy did, but but it's been so hard to repeat that. Like, they've had the, the I remember when everyone was talking about the curse. Oh, the w last winner's curse, you go out yeah, in the, exactly. in the, in the in group, the, stage, group stage, yeah. which doesn't mean anything, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But I, I do agree to an extent. I understand what you're saying. But with the quality of Mbappe, you are always in a match. Of course. That's, he is world-class on a different level from any youngster there is in the world. Different level, different planet. That's how good Mbappe is. Who's a young player that I could compare him to? I can't find it. Position-wise? No, just in general. Just like with that ability to like, when I look at him, I feel like I'm watching like the Ronaldo and Messi of when we well, were growing up and we watch Ronaldo and Messi. That superstar quality. The counterpart would be Holland, but I still think Mbappe is I think a he's level above, above him. I do think. A lot of people think the opposite. Just, just because he's a more prolific goal scorer, Holland. Well, that's because he's also uh, number nine, which exactly. is different. But I think Mbappe, what he could do on the field, he could break your opponent more than Holland could do, and I think that's what something that separates him from the rest. And he's also a born winner. He's he's won before, though. At this young age, the only thing he's missing is a Champions League. 
And yes, and that's every and then year. The Ballon d'Or. He already won the. He already won the hardest thing to win. And he's always, and he's, he's been so blessed young. to be in a really great exactly. French no, 100%, 100%. team. Exactly, hundred percent, If we're being but honest, I'm just saying. But he's been important. All that pressure off your back. It does so much. It does so much more good. Now, I'm not saying it's bad for Argentina that there's pressure, but Argentina have one last chance with this Messi, mm-hmm. and I feel like may, maybe they're handling it well. They are handling it well. They're doing extremely well. But when it comes to finals, and you know, in the past, Argentina hasn't had the best luck in finals. This is so their sixth they final. Won. They lost three. They, they, won, won two, they won two, and now this is going to be their sixth. So one. this is it's, not it's, great. Numbers. It's literally do or die. Yeah. And Bob is like, whatever, I can do it. Uh, I still have a bunch of other. I still have a few other World Cups. But this is for Messi. Let's see if he cracks under the pressure or not. This is last chance to show what he could do. I'm gonna give you a sneak peek, Baza. He's not cracking. This He's not cracking. Never. Mm. No shot. Okay. Argentina are the best team in the world. By how much? Argentina, it's close. It's how, close. It's a fine It's very line? close. It's, it's, it is. It's details. But so this Argentina side is so impressive to me. I love, I really love the way that they've gone about this tournament. I was, it was hilarious when they lost to Saudi Arabia. The amount of freaking messages that you, some of you guys sent me, oh, you picked Argentina to win. It was such a good wake-up call for them yeah. that they had that. They got it out of the bag. It was a crazy match. Since then, all they've done is progress. And I've still seen so many people not believing in Argentina from the beginning of the tournament. You know, there's sometimes in, in football and in, in that I've seen when I've watched, you know, just from my experiences, that you feel like you know what's going to happen already. Mm-hmm. That things are meant to be. That it's destined. That's how I felt about Argentina coming to this tournament because they finally got the pieces of the puzzle correct. When you want to talk about quality of Argentina, you could you could look in history. You look in our recent history, 2006, 2010, 10, 2014, 14. 2018, right? Always had quality. You will always see Argentinian players playing at the highest levels of Europe. Their strikers, their attackers are sensational. For me, what they always lacked in the tournaments and why I didn't believe in them in 2018, 2014, is they didn't have this good balance about them. Their defense was never very good. They lacked a goalkeeper. Now, for me, from what I saw of Argentina, Emil Martinez has been incredible in net. What he did for them against the Netherlands, you know, you need a goalkeeper that comes up in big moments. They have a goalkeeper that they can rely on. They have a defense that they can rely on with Otamendi and Romero in the back. And then Lisandro on the bench that could come in. Mm. Molina, who's playing at Udinese, and I was begging Serie A teams to freaking buy Molina for such a long time. Their midfield, Enzo Fernandez, DePaul, they have a bite to them. It's not just quality because, yes, it's very good to have quality, but you need to be a team. You no. need to be 11 <clears throat> where you're all on the same mission of we are stronger as a group. And once I saw that, that's when I started to believe in the Argentina because you mix being a good 11 as a whole and having a good environment and a good locker room with quality, and that's when you get incredible things. And that's without even talking about the level of attack. That's without even going there. Because Julian Alvarez is a brilliant number nine. Like, he sat no, Lautaro yeah. Martinez down on the bench. And he's sitting Paulo Dybala on the uh, bench. La- who both have quality. But Julian, his link up with Messi has been so crucial. What? What are you going to push back on? Lautaro sat himself on the bench. With all due respect to Alvarez, he's he's good. He's a good, he's a good prodigy. But if Lautaro played like Lautaro Inter, he'd be starting. Let's let's, let's call a spade a spade. I think Julian is better. 
in this tournament, yes. I think but he's more talented. He's more... He's 22 years old. More talent in, in what exactly? Just overall. Like, if, if I was looking at them, I would play Julian Alvarez over Lautaro. To be honest know. with you. I mean... And I should be listen, biased and I want Lautaro because may, I did want Lautaro I mean, to do well. Maybe Lautaro, whatever, whatever the case was, he just didn't perform, which is... He started he started the first couple of games or whatever, and he just wasn't performing, whatever. Things happen and you give someone else a chance and now Julian's doing good and he's starting. I don't think it's... he's He benched Lautaro, so Lautaro benched himself. Okay, but way. besides the point, I think... The I, fact that they have that problem... Yeah. Goes to no, of course. goes yeah, to yeah. how great how good Argentina their attack, their attack is. And that's without is. talking about Di Maria. Yeah. That's without talking about Papo Gomez. I just wanted to talk about the thing with Argentina. If it was a semifinal between Brazil and Argentina, I thought Brazil on paper would have a better has a better team. I think we can all Disagree. agree that on no, paper. Not me. On paper. Never. I will not okay. agree with that. So the thing okay. Don't say we'll all agree with that. I don't agree on paper that they're better. Okay. <laughs> the, the the thing with agree uh, to disagree. The thing with Argentina is because I just see, I'm not saying these are bad players. Otamendi plays at Benfica. Enzo Fernandez plays at Benfica. McAllister What's wrong plays with Benfica. At, you love Benfica. Play, plays at Brighton Albion. Um, Emmy Martinez plays at Aston Villa. Not, no disrespect over here, but you would think Argentina would be more on the level of their attack with Di Maria playing at Juventus, Messi playing at PSG, Julian playing at Manchester City, Lautaro playing at Inter. I would. I thought the quality like that, I'd be like, okay, Argentina are a little he more heavy-sided in attack, and I think Brazil are more overall more well-rounded than them. But the way you see them play, it's not football's not played on paper, which is why we see incredible things. We see underdog stories. We see beautiful things like not a Morocco. Video game. It's not a video game, exactly. But what I've seen from Argentina, which changed my mind, is these guys... They're dogs, man. They fight for every shot. Acuna, man, he's... I don't want to say he's an average player, but when he put, puts the Argentina jersey on, man, he would kill anyone. He, they're all on a mission to win this, not just for Argentina, to win it for Messi because they know it's the last World Cup. So I feel like their bite overshadowed their quality or... Better than all the teams that they face. That's why I believe that nothing could have stopped them. And that's why I believe that nothing can stop them. They That's how good, that's how well balanced they are. And I love teams like that. I've always personally just loved teams like that, like that are often overlooked. And we've had Italy sides that were kind of like that, where people like, they looked on paper and they're like, all right, this team's not that good. But then when you watch them together, like they built a family, they built a unit and they had something greater than them that they were actually fighting for. It wasn't yeah. just like prima donnas that they popped onto the field. I think that has helped them the most. And again, we kind of did the same thing with Mbappe. We didn't even talk about Messi yet. And the, the level that Messi's playing at now at 35 years old, I mean, the guy finds balls and finds spaces that you can't even dream of, that you can't even imagine. He's beating his player. The way he dropped his shoulder on uh, Guardiol and, and turned him that and then crazy. passes the ball to Julian Alvarez. I mean, what Messi's doing right now, he's giving it his all. I think also I, I've seen this analogy be given like he's got he's got a little bit more bite to him yeah. as well because he's always looks like ah oh, just a nice guy yeah, that sometimes the Maradona, you know, the Maradona spirit's coming out of whether him. it is that or or whether it's just like he realizes his last moment or if the energy of the rest of the team is also impacting him as well because you could see I mean there's always jokes about DePaul being his bodyguard but it sort of feels like the entire the team, whole team is, is a that bodyguard. for Lionel yeah. Messi uh, and and. Um, their coach also has gotten things so correct in terms of he made a lot of different choices, which I didn't always agree with. Different line, a lot of I different I didn't agree lineups. with a lot of them, but they've worked out so far. 
the one thing that I'm I'll say about Argentina that has uh has me worried is that a lot of times even though that they scored for, they scored first in every game they let teams back into matches and okay you do it in uh in games in the group stages against Mexico you do it against Poland you do it against Australia uh oh you know you can get away with it but if you do it against a team like France that has the quality that France has yeah. they kill you They'll France has you. been so efficient punished. France gets a few chances and they put the ball into the back of the net and my my last thing the game against the Netherlands they they sort of got their spirits got the better of them so what I mean is that I saw in Netherlands when they were up 2-0 you would expect them to manage that game a lot better mm. and in the last 10 minutes some of the things that they did were not smart yeah. like they weren't smart to kill out a game like Paredes who makes a tackle then kicks the ball at <laughs> the, the bench, bench yeah. I have no problem when you do that I'm not I'm not talking about from that level like on sportsmanship it's just not smart because then you're riling up yeah. your opposition. It's you like wo they, you woke up a sleeping they, beast. They kind of woke them up a little bit, and that they made the scare. game. They made the game yeah. very scrappy, which I wanted them to just see out the game, pass it around, yeah, yeah. wait, time absorb, management. absorb, and then go. That's my one fear for the team. Uh, and just to talk about that Netherlands stuff, I don't know if you want to, but like the whole thing where you know they say that they were unsportsmanlike when they were celebrating afterwards. I think for me that's all BS. No, that's yeah. that's like. That, joke I, I think that's that first of all i think that adds spice to the thing and it makes you want to watch it more be like oh what happened we're all humans if you're day. mad you at like, that you're, you, you've never been a competitor exactly. first, you like, you've never had any competition you like drama you like this and also apparently a few of the netherlands players were saying stuff during the penalty rightfully to, so to rightfully get, so to get it but, uh, like see a lot of the a lot of the details are no, a people lot, have, everyone talked about that i feel like it I was, didn't, it was i didn't hear i feel like it was mostly all look argent bro no, I feel like it was mostly Argentina. Look, Argentina did the Netherlands, but a lot of I feel like a lot of people missed out saying, "Oh, Netherlands actually did this prior." No, everyone was talking about it. I it was it was I, everywhere. I'm just saying I didn't hear that. No, no, that was and yeah, I have zero problem. Yeah. You're going into penalty shootout. If my team was not doing that, I would question them. Like you're supposed to mess with the players. We do it to each other when we're freaking playing FIFA or foosball or we play in the park to each other. We're talking so much crap. You're trying to mentally yeah. get into their into yeah, their, their head. head. I have no problems with Netherlands doing that, but. What I'll say is that if you do it, you better be ready to take it as yeah. well because you can't Served talk back. and then you don't bounce back. I have no problem with anyone doing yeah. anything. Of course, there are limits. There are things that you don't want to pass. I get that. There's respect levels. For but sure. even Messi going over to Van Hal, I love it. I love it. Van Hal, you talk. Guess what? If you lose, you have to accept the consequences. You can talk, but that's just the way that it is. So for me, no problems. I love that from Argentina. Just wanted to set that record straight. And Argentina will win the World Cup. Yeah, I, I think I agree. You want to give predictions? Argentina will win the World Cup. Like score predictions. I don't know. Give I, you me know, something. No. I, 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 Why not? Because I don't have it. I don't feel anything that like Argentina are going to win. I think France is going to be up 1-0. And Messi's going to assist a goal. And he's going to score a goal. It's very and everything And everything's going to go So you're on the crazy. Argentina train. I think, I think just because everything's on the line... I think me I I saw Messi this tournament where I never really seen him before. I seen him fight a little bit more. I seen him a little bit more passionate. I seen them knows how much this means. Welcome aboard. And I think Marco Marco convinced me. Well, you know, but I it can I'm not I don't say it like I'm yeah. I'm a million percent certain. 
I mean, yeah, that's my that's my bet. Uncertain. I sorry, not to say it like it's a it's such a lopsided. Uh, no, it's gonna be close. Argentina are the favorites. I've checked the bookies because I've had a bet on Argentina for a while mm, now. Mm. Uh, You're buying us uh, dinner for not you. No, Why no, not? man. I'm, I just I, said free, who'd you have winning Portugal? No, I had Brazil winning. Brazil. Uh, who had Portugal? My dad had Portugal. I think. Yeah, your my dad, dad had Portugal. Portugal. Pete has Argentina as well. Antonio have Belgium. Antonio has Belgium. Uh, you had a Brazil Portugal final. My yeah, dad had a Brazil Portugal final. Antonio had Spain Belgium. Uh, Peter has Spain Argentina. I have Argentina France. But either way, I will say this as well. As much as as we've gotten to this point, I give credit whoever wins. I think that they deserve it. They have both been we'll that. See. They both be, they've both been that good. To we'll get see. to this point, where even though I say that I believe Argentina will win, I believe I do believe Argentina are the best team. Uh, France has the quality to go out there. It's going to be this could be one of the best World Cup finals in in a while. How how much you rate this World Cup and uh, the whole entirety of it? You know what? Every time I watch a World Cup, it's I always you always think it's say the it's best. the best because yeah, you're in the moment, yeah, and I don't want moment. it to end. And as much as I love Serie A. I'll be honest with you, like I would, it's like I'm I'm enjoying the World Cup that much that I'm like, how are we gonna go back to Serie A now? And of course, That's once I get true. into the mood, we're gonna we'll yeah, be fine yeah. and we'll yeah. remember all the storylines. But somebody asked me the other day about uh, the uh, Tana and uh, Inter, and I didn't even remember that they were linked up in uh, the no, champ. It's not even Tana Inter. It's Milan Tana, right? And it's Inter Porto. In the, in, Champions Champions League. League, in the Champions League. And I was League. like, yeah. I completely forgot that the Champions League even existed. That's crazy. I've been yeah. in that bubble. That's how it is, though. The same thing in the Champions League, too. When it goes to international, you're like, ah, I want club yeah. football. It's, it's just like a seesaw of uh, emotion, basically. Yes. That's but it. Yeah. you have anything else? Anything else from the World no. Cup that oh. shocked you? Or that you want to shout out? If Argentina win, Messi's going to be the MVP, right? Oh, if yeah. France win? It has to be. Mbappe. Mbappe, right? But also, Maybe Giroud, man. Shout out Giroud, man. Yo, Giroud. We didn't, we didn't talk yo, about Giroud. He keeps his mouth shut, man, but he does a lot of yo, work. Yo, he's the best. He does a lot of dirty he's work, He's the best. Man. I love him. Mr. Clutch. He's Mr. so Clutch, efficient, man. What he did in 2022 is crazy, and more respect's got to be put on his name. And I think that also we're reacting like this, because but we do know about Giroud. Like, we for knew Milan, that Giroud had this. For Milan, man, he bails Milan out a lot. I literally, I'll be honest with you, dude, when people were talking about Benzema going out and that's France's chances... I didn't even blink. I was like, wait, they, but they got Giroud on the bench. All credit to Benzema. Benzema's overall a better player, but Giroud fits the French style better than Benzema does for we me. We talked this before uh, we started filming with Benzema being available for the World Cup final. Yeah, he's not going. He's not going? Bro, it's Friday. It's Friday. He's you not don't going. Think, you don't think no, bring him on the bench it, and it, if they need him, bring in the Ballon d'Or winner the last time. You're, what, you're for all the shit Hauser, aren't you? I just, Mike loves that style. Yo, if you know anything about Mike, <laughs> bro, this guy wants wants a team to concede in the 91st minute, the other one to come back 92nd. That's what penalties, brings the red cards. Out. You don't like that? That's what nah, brings I do, the but most. you're going a little bit too much now. It's like a drug. It is a drug. <laughs> on that note, guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Comment who's winning the World yes, Cup down I will below. See you. Ciao, guys.